so I'm look, man, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I'm trying to remember if we've even actually had a tech artist on the show. And if we have, it's been very limited, but it's something that people ask me about a lot because they're whenever, you know, especially early students in their, in their career at full sale, or, you know, just people asking me for advice, they'll, they'll say things like, I, I want to, I, I have an art background, but I also am technical. Like, you know, where, what can I do? And I, and I love to mention tech art, but there's not much out there as far as like job descriptions or people talking about it as a role. So I'm really looking forward to kind of digging into what you do tonight and giving some people some good information. Yeah, totally. Um, I guess like any other kind of technical, technical kind of jobs, you just kind of fall into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> one corner or another. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, yeah. So um, I guess that's where I'm at right now as a tech artist at Unity somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will definitely um, get into all of the, all the things that led you there for sure. So let's start with um, what, like when you, when you first started getting interested in games, like what was that like for you? Were, Were you, were you young? Did you always want to work in games or was there something else you had in mind as a career as you were growing up? Yeah, well, in a sense, like in a, as far back as I can remember, I was the kid who always got up like super early to watch the Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of like, oh, I want to do, I want to make cartoons when I grow up type of, type of deal. Okay. Um. So yeah, this was, what, late 90s or something like that. Got the worst computer ever, and pretty <laughs> much my journey started with like web comics and stuff. So I figured you got to draw before you could kind of animate the two D stuff. So that makes sense. Did you did you do anything through like out high school or anything like that to to build that skill set, or was it just something that was kind of in the back of your mind that you wanted to do? It was, I was kind of always working on that. Like I don't think it was like I was super serious about it. At least I couldn't find any, uh, you know, resources. Mm. Um, tools back then was a bit primitive. I downloaded like a bunch of like freeware kind of stuff to help kind of do any of that, that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's in short, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have much so, in the way of editors or tools that were you know available to us outside of you know commercially available for a long time. Yeah, like not only like the apps was kind of bad, but like my art in general was, I thought was kind of bad. (laughs) (laughs) So it was more like, you know, goofy web comics amongst my classmates throughout middle and high school. Okay. That makes sense. Um, It wasn't until one of my friend's brother, he actually went to Full Sail first. And I I guess I was asking about, oh, I think around that time, you know, I was playing the usual video games and whatnot really big into the original Halo, Crash Bandicoot, and uh, Final Fantasy 7. Mm. 8. No, not 7. I take it back. 9. I grew up on 9. Okay. A little younger um, than me. Got it. <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, I think I asked ask my buddy, um, oh, yeah, you're going to Full Sail. What are you doing? And he said he's, he's, he's going for computer animation. I'm like, I like games. Maybe I should look into that. Um, so yeah, ended up at Full Sail. <laughs> so you went to Full Sail for animation. That was what you, and what, what year was it that you started or at least roughly? 2003, 2004. Okay. That makes sense. I got my, uh, 
paper diploma on the wall here, and it <laughs> says I graduated 2005, so okay. a year or two before that, I'm something like that. Was there already a bachelor's degree for it at that point? So it was the associate still. Yeah, I think I was my group. I think either my group, but then one after me was like the last they did the associates. Then they started introducing the bachelors and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. It was definitely an associates for me too. I started at the end of 99 and then graduated early 01. So just a few years ahead of you, at least on that side of things. Was it also for computer animation? <laughs> no, I did a game development at the time. Uh, I was in one of the first, first handful of classes that, that went through the game dev program at the time. They didn't have they didn't have an animation program. They they didn't have very many programs. It was audio, uh, yeah, it was film. audio plays to begin with. Yeah. yeah, audio, film, digital media, and I that might might have even been all of it until they started up the game program. So, and at the time there was only only Full Sail and Digipen had game programs at all. So it was a definitely a very different time. <laughs> So when you went for animation, was was your goal to like you you want to you said you want to do games, but were you thinking like you know you wanted to animate characters for games, or were you thinking about like Pixar films at all, or were you like I'm I'm definitely doing games? Yeah, I think Pixar was kind of on the mind just because that's how the that's how the program was kind of geared around was more mm-hmm. animation and film or whatever centric. Um. I think once I started school, I didn't give it much thought. I'm just like, let me get to class, learn as much as I can, and see what happens. That's the right mentality. It's interesting, though. Like, I think animation, especially early on, was one of those degrees that had some flexibility with it. And, you know, there's a few industries that you could have got into with that. So that was that was nice on that side. Same with programming, right? Like, their, that foundational knowledge kind of allowed multiple things outside of games if somebody wanted to. But I was definitely very focused on games. That was my whole goal there. Yeah, so, yeah, that computer animation course pretty much made you touch, like, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I think it was up to you to figure out where you want to bring those skills or level it, level it up, you know, however you see fit. Yeah. Were you tempted to, to try and do a bachelor's? Like, did it, was it even an option by the time you finished? I think by the time I finished, they started rolling. Yeah, they started rolling that out. But then I think I got hired on full sale as a like a lab instructor. Oh, okay. So I did that for a little bit, and I think I was just kind of like, I think I was contemplating it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back to. To I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> It's not anything I really considered. Uh, I ended up finishing mine and getting the bachelor's when I was working at Full Sail over the last few years. But I, once you're in the industry, that kind of that's, that's you know what you're there for, right? Like that's what the degree is supposed to help you do. Yeah, get the foot in the door. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about your actual time at school. Was there like was there Anything in particular that like you excelled at or struggled with as you were going through that you had to like either put some extra time into or was extra easy for you, you felt? Easy, no. <laughs> well, it wasn't easy, but I found it easy to get lost in my work, I guess. That type of mentality. Yeah. Like the actual lectures and stuff was super boring, I found. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I mean, you know, something was interesting because, like, all right, new topic. This is I animate, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. And then after the lecture, you get your lab time. I'm like, all right, I'm all in. Yeah. But also part of the curriculum, you get some, you know, um, like uh, computer, you know, computer history or something like that. One of them, like, more non-technical classes. And that that really put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, that... I just want a motto. But... I'm with you because, like, I'm definitely a hands-on learner. Um, that a lot of that stuff was because of accreditation needs, you know. And, yeah, uh, totally. And it was it was usually pretty clear that's what it was for. <laughs> like, don't like now, you know. Since I know what I'm doing now, now I'm looking back and like I wish I would have paid attention more. And uh, we had like one or two like entertainment business classes, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, that would have been nice to pay attention to now. So. <laughs> you know you can audit those courses. So. <laughs> yes, the problem is just finding the time to do so. 100%. 100%. Yep, I totally get that. What, uh, what kind of final project do you have in animation? Was it a group project, a solo thing? What, what kind of thing did you do? Jeez, oh, I heard it was like pretty different for different classes. Mm. My wife also went through Fosel, and she said it was pretty much a mess when, they, when she went through the, the demo reel creation phase. Mm -hmm. um, when I went through, I think my group was kind of focused on one of the elements of, you know, 3D animation you want to do and make a demo reel out of it. Mm -hmm. So we had to do demo reels. Mine was focused around environment and uh, not environment. Yeah. Modeling and texturing in general. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's, that's another interesting thing. Like that's the, mo there's, there's multiple parts, right. That goes into, into the art side of things. And that degree had a little bit of everything in it. Uh, you even did a little bit of VFX, right. Or was that, or did that come in? Yeah. Uh, I had to do VFX. Yeah. So it's really more of a comprehensive digital art degree in a, in a lot of ways. Did you get to choose like animation at some point or was it just, it was called animation and it, but it, and it had the rest of that stuff in it. Yeah. So I think the bulk overall was called computer animation. Mm -hmm. So they just introduced you. This is how you model. They taught you how to model in polygons, nerves and sub D's, mm. which two of those you don't use anymore. Right. So. <laughs> Not unless you like in film, because I think films still still do use some nerves at least, because okay. it's film quality. You need that, you know, infinite resolution type of stuff or whatever. Right. Anyway, I you know ignore all that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you get into rigging, then animation, VFX, compositing. I was almost tempted to, um, yeah, at the time you could kind of fail on purpose in a sense. So you could retake a class again, if you wanted to really like double down on that, that part of the mm -hmm. computer animation. Compositing was pretty cool, but I don't want to get held behind. So, <laughs> so wait, did you do that? Did you purposefully retake a course? I did not, but that option was there. I, I did. Tempted. I retook my first programming class on purpose because I just, I didn't get it. And I was like, I could pass this class with a C or I could retake it and understand it. And after that, I got like all A's and B's. So it was like one of the best decisions I ever made. But man, it was yeah. uh, it, it was tough. It was a tough decision. Yeah, like especially for that. Like that's why I feel like I'm like fast forward to my current position in career. I'm like, I wish I could kind of, oh, can I retake <laughs> a few more times so I could know how to program right. correctly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. You know, it's... uh. It's a lot, you know, like there's, that's the thing that I think people don't, um, 
people that haven't attended full sell don't understand how intense it is, right? Because it's like it's it's essentially a full time job. You have forty hours of class and labs, and then also the extra time it takes to get your projects done. That's it's intense. Like there's a, there's a lot going on, and you're done with a class in a month, like, and then you move on to something else. Like I love it. I, I excelled in that format, but it's intense. Like it takes all you've got to do well. I think it, it really does, <clears throat> and like especially like those first like first earlier classes, where it's like you and like everybody, right? all fields of entertainment is with you in the first few classes mm -hmm. and just seeing the amount of people drop by at least the second, second month. I'm like, it's yeah, not that hard, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a, uh, it's intense. You know, honestly, a lot of it. And m my son just started, he's in his second month now uh, he's doing media communications and a lot of it's just effort, right? Like if you put the time in and, and make it, you know, first thing that you're working on the first thing that you're you're doing each day and, and each week like most of it you know you, you'll learn what you need to as long as you're putting in the effort and i think a lot of people come in and expect you know traditional colleges don't take that kind of effort right like it's spread out over the course of a semester you don't even have to go to class if you don't want to you know and it's a it's a very different vibe for sure well, it's definitely different. You know, I grew up on in puerto rico so small island mostly all my entertainment from tv and mm. from what TV it looks like colleges, you know, more chill than what I went through. <laughs> right, it's all partying, right? Like the, yeah, like where's where the parties at? <laughs> there were not that many parties at Full Sail, that's for sure. <laughs> I just felt like the opposite when I went through. It's like at least I would knew a group or two would always have get-togethers and parties. Up. Oh yeah, Super Smash Brothers tournaments. Ah, uh, nerd but, parties. Got it. No, <laughs> nerd parties. Those those are the best parties. I'm <laughs> But since I, I didn't drink at the time and mm. I was bad at Super Smash, I'm like, all right, this ain't for me. <laughs> Back to open lab for me. I mean, you could have took it as an opportunity to become a drinker and get better at a game. I'm just saying. Like, I, I could have I either, either level up my um communication and personality skills yeah. or my <laughs> technical skills. Yeah. <laughs> you only get to choose one. So when... <laughs> Well, you could choose one first, and you can always go back for the other. That's true. That is true. So, yeah, <laughs> catching up now. Oh, nice. Texas. <laughs> there we go. I keep seeing you take a sip of something, so now I want um, the sipping fireball. Yeah, I'm actually I'm sipping on a Warlock, which is a pumpkin beer from Southern Tier that I love. And then... I have a second shot poured that I actually need to take as well. I'll do that here in a second. Uh, two shots have been redeemed, everyone. If there's anyone else that wants to throw some more at me, we got we got more to go. Just saying. It's going to be a I fun night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny you say Warlock because that's my favorite class in Destiny. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> and... I'm actually looking forward to talking about that too, as <clears throat> your your I love your resume. Like you've got some some really cool stuff to talk about, and I'm trying not to jump ahead because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. But there's I'm really looking forward it's, to some of the stuff we're going to get to talk about. I've I've been around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get that. It, it's really interesting. Just just in general, if you've been in this industry long enough, you usually end up changing companies fairly regularly, often not by your own choice. Uh, Never and, by your choice. Yeah, <laughs> Rare, rarely. Yeah, rarely by rarely. your own choice. And uh, <laughs> but man, like it's I always love seeing the path that someone goes on and and why why did you leave this place? Why did you end up where you did? 
you know, and that's that's what I love most about these conversations because I get to everyone gets to hear a cool story about like what you went through because it's not always roses, is it? Like there's there's oftentimes you're like, you know what? I didn't know what was going to happen now. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent next month. And, you know, it's, it can get pretty intense. Yeah, girls are never fun, but it's it comes with the territory. It as does. They say. It does. It does. I hope it's less so now. Like, I, I hope that people that are entering the industry now, it seems to me that the industry appears a bit more stable overall. And a little more effort is put into things like work-life balance and, you know, things of those nature across the board. Uh, I hope it's true. I really hope it's true because when I started in this industry, it, it was a shit show, to be honest. Like, it was, like, you there was no security anywhere. Like, it, you just, like, people just let you go. Project's over. We're going to let everybody go. Like, it was, that happened a lot. A whole lot. It's not fun. Yeah. Uh, I guess only I guess the good thing you could see that this whole the what does I don't know if it's still going on or not technically the COVID pandemic the one good thing about that it kind of opened the door and allowed many companies to take on the work from home approach 100% I say the same exact thing it's literally why I'm working from home now and it's <laughs> I, I I'm super thankful for that part of it yeah but you're right like it's for a long time it was like it wouldn't even be considered, you know, like it's, we have to be in the same room together. We have to have everybody together in order to make something. And we're proven now that that's not the case. You know, people can be happier, healthier, and, you know, still get things done. Ooh, we got an interesting question. I think this one's okay to ask now. What's the favorite project you've worked on so far? Uh, I'm going to have to say Bungie. Yeah. Destiny. On Destiny. All right. I feel like that was like, like going back to the whole childhood thing, playing video games and stuff on the island, me and my other classmates, uh, I would say my, our parents, all the parents would get together, they do their thing, to just dump the kids in a room, have fun, and that usually involves Halo LAN parties. Yeah. <laughs> so Bungie was on my mind that, you know, way back then, and I guess somehow ended up at Bungie. I'm like, all right, I lived that dream. Now what? <laughs> yeah, that that means a lot. You know, like uh, for for me, it would be a lot of either the 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 companies that I idolized as a kid were Nintendo and Square Enix, right? So like something on Final Fantasy or anything Nintendo IP. I haven't done either one of those yet, so who knows? But like uh, that's I get it. Like there's there's that bit of like, oh man, if I could ever work on this thing from my childhood, that would be amazing. So I totally get at least how that must feel. <laughs> I'm close to working for Pokemon, but I'm like, uh, ah. <laughs> that's one but, thing. You know. I was a little, I, I never got into Pokemon. I, I could have, should have probably, but it, I just felt like when people really got into it, I was, a, I was a little older than, than like the cartoons and stuff. I don't know. I just I had a hard time kind of getting into it and also trying the games. I never, I never could get one to, I couldn't get into it and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why I tried a few times with like I tried black and white. I tried um, something else. And then I tried also a more recent one on the switch. And I don't know. I just, I don't know if I don't give it enough of, of enough time to get into it. Maybe I should go back and give it another try. Let me ask you this. If I were to say, I want to get into Pokemon, where should I start? What would you say? What should I do? 
I don't know now, because if you say anything minus this, the previous one, or the one that's about to come out, um, the last one was what is it? Uh, Arceus. Mm-hmm. That's a little um, different one. That's that's not a traditional kinda, one, right? It's not a it's not traditional, but I also like it a lot. Okay. At the same time, it looks hideous. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> but I oh, mean, I you know, I grew up as an environment artist, so I'm all about art, and that game looks hideous. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not good. But but <laughs> the gameplay, they finally tried something new and changed it up, and I really like the gameplay of it, at least. Okay. It makes a whole hunting Pokemons and scanning them for your Pokedex, it just makes sense in that context. Mm. In any other series, it's like, all right, you catch a Pokemon, fill out your Pokedex, never use a Pokemon again. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's so, literally just a collecting aspect. It's just, it's just collecting and filling your list one at a time. And in the current iteration, they kind of took, um, I guess, a little design from um, Pokemon Go. Where if you capture many of the same Pokemon, you get like experience or candies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So in Arceus, you have like um, uh, kind of kind of like a mini like kind of like a quest system in a sense where if you catch the same Pokemon X amount of times, complete that quest. Oh, and I see. You gotta fight this fight the same Pokemon a certain way to complete this quest. So they kind of give you more incentive to fight the same things again. So essentially an achievement type system, right? Where it's like, you yeah, know, do like, this thing multiple times and then you, or, or do this one thing and then you get that, that reward for it. It's interesting. Yeah, so it's like design wise. I really like how they did that. The combat feels more fluid. You're not tied to like a bunch of menus and wait for animations to happen. Enemy turn, your turn, enemy turn. So, so, okay. That's interesting. Cause so one of the things I, I love old turn-based RPGs, right? And that that's actually a part of that that I that I do like. But what you're saying is you like the freshness of this other style of combat. What are the, is it more real-time combat, or how, how does it how does it different with Arceus? I should say it's still kind of this, it's still it's still turn-based, mm-hmm. but as a player. So the whole concept of Pokemon Trainer, you are commanding your Pokemon. So mm-hmm. as the player, you can still run around, and the battle is still happening in the okay. field. So whatever's happening in the field is still turn-based, but as a player, I can still run around and do stuff. I see. Is that kind of kind of that kind of breaks up the monotony? It's still kind. It's still turn-based. You still give telling commands. You're still doing you know whatever, weakening the Pokemon to capture it. But they broke it up enough that it doesn't feel monotonous to me. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I can see how that would would make a difference. Is there anything you can do in that moving around phase, or is it just kind of the freedom of of that move and exploration that makes it feel less kind of constricted. Um, it, I think just being able to change the camera and run yeah. around at will. I think that pretty much might what I can remember. I mean, that does give a, a feeling of freedom for sure. Like I, I can totally get that. Okay. All right. I'll think about that. I think, I think my son has that one. I might grab it from him and give it a shot, but we'll see. We'll see. It's one of those things I've tried a couple of times and just haven't been successful. But I'm also someone who, like, many times throughout my life, I'll pick up a new game, I'll play it for an hour, I'll get tired, and I'll stop, and then I never go back to it. Like, that happens to me all the time. And, uh, I mean, a part of that is just ADHD, I'm sure. 
but yep. I, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, there's some of them are like, I really should put that effort into, to really dig into something. And, you know, I don't know yeah, if, if anything, I like, I, I never beat the game myself. <laughs> I get to the final <laughs> boss and be like, oh, it's too hard. <laughs> but you know, if, if anything, at least play a little bit just to get the, um, the, the design, mm-hmm. the, the design loop of it. Yeah. That's the main thing that I like. That's the main thing that I'm after whenever I play a new game. Like, all right, how's the design loop? Is it cool enough? Cool. Let me put up my mental banks and I may use it at some point. Yeah. And then at that point, is the game fun enough? Do I want to continue or not? Yeah, totally. I used to have this thing where I would be like, any game I play, I'm going to play it for 10 hours. And then like, and then, then I'll decide, do I want to continue on to this or do I feel like I kind of got enough of it? But I... I realized that number was a little high. Like, I don't think you have to put that much time into something to to get the vibe. It's probably really more like three or four. But then at the same time, I feel like if I say I played something for four hours, most people would be like, well, you didn't really even get into it, you know? Like, exactly. I don't have time. For right, yes. <laughs> like, I am 44 years old. I, I don't have time to... No. Yeah, I'm currently playing, uh, me and my wife is playing V Rising, that vampire-type game. I don't know what genre it's called, considered. <laughs> you know, that's a game I heard about and was interested in, but completely forgot about it till just now. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at that again. It's, it's a top-down fixed camera. Well, not fixed camera, fixed angle. You could rotate the camera, but it's still top-down. Mm-hmm. Real-time survival pack-and-slash base building game oh okay it's real time yes interesting so you can't pause the action at all you cannot especially oh. since it's multi multiplayer all right man i'm not a real time person like it's uh it's tough it's very anxiety kicks me in the nuts every time uh, i play something I real time i want to say it could be cons- uh, relatable to like i think dota i think that might be that type of game oh like, okay okay What's another league? I guess yeah. that's another game. League yeah. of Legends. Okay. It's kind of like that kind of style. I, I, I don't know. I never played either the other two, but <laughs> that's what I've, <laughs> I've been told it's felt like. All right. That makes sense. So, yeah, it's not like super intense, but you do have to hit the buttons if you want to get your attacks out and all that stuff. Yeah. Attacks on timers and things like that. Yeah. Cooldowns, okay. timer, yeah. magic. and. Okay. All right. You've reminded me of two things that I keep meaning to check out and, and put some time into. So I'll, I'll put those back on my list. <laughs> but I want to go back and talk about the end of your time at Full Sail because the thing I'm always curious about is when when you're getting in those last couple of months. And, and when you had an associate, you were probably only there for like 13 months, 13 to 15 months, somewhere in that neighborhood. When did you start looking for work? And what kind of work did you look for? Um, well, anything game related of like anybody want like I want to do games, so let me just spam game companies and see if they bite or not. What but kind of roles? Never... What were what were you looking at? What did you find? Uh, I, was aiming, I was aiming for environment artist. Okay. Environment or prop. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about that because you you were saying animation, but that's that's a different a different skill, right? Like when you're kind of focusing yeah, I mean, on the art creation side it's, it's like saying if i'm in the vfx vfx field vfx for like film means you know it's not just visual effects it's like compositing lighting all this other stuff photogrammetry modeling's involved you know it's kind of similar with computer animation because mm-hmm. that's like a blanket term 
So within computer animation, I just focus on like modeling materials and maybe some lighting. Okay. So just modeling in general, that's like kind of like the base, the most basic thing I could do. <laughs> okay. So, so were you, was your thought process like, where can I be the most useful or was your thought process? I'm the best at modeling. Because I, I think either are valid, yeah, right? Like, and yeah. if it's both, that's even better. <laughs> I guess that's another thing. Like, um, I have like that, you know, humble feel, humbleness to whatever. Like, I don't, I still don't think I'm the best at anything, which I guess is a good thing. It kind of keeps me in check. Mm -hmm. At the time, out of everything I've done with computer animation, modeling was my strongest. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just seems like there's more of a common thing to get into as well mm. if i had a choice i would have gone to compositing okay i really like blending stuff into you know blending cg onto real and blend you know whatever that's involved <laughs> probably not a lot of entry-level positions doing that right <laughs> no <laughs> entry-level entry for like film and compositing would be rotoscoping and that is like the boringest thing ever like i do not want to rotoscope <laughs> So then so, as you were looking, were you were you finding entry-level stuff or were you seeing stuff that required more experience than you actually had and you had to kind of just take a stab at it? I was mostly taking stabs. Yeah. Um, I've seen very rarely, like, intern positions. Mm -hmm. Even those I didn't get. So I just went to the next best thing, which is like, ah, uh, what's the word? As associate level. So associate prop modeler or associate environment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I tried all of those, and no, I didn't hear not not from a studio at least. What areas of the country were you looking looking at or hoping to move to? Because at this point, you were in Orlando, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was still in Orlando. Uh, yeah, I was in Orlando. My family's in Orlando, so I just oh, okay. right, I have a place to stay at least. Oh, that's helpful. Did you grow up here? I did not. I grew up in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. When did you come to Orlando? Jeez, I don't remember. I mean, roughly. Were you like young or like high was, school age? Like high school. Like okay. At, so I was born in New Jersey, raised in Puerto Rico. By yeah, uh, until graduate high school, and then at that point, I'm like, uh, for sale. Gotcha. So okay. I think my parents also took that chance to like, all right, you want to go to full Everybody to the states. Oh, so everybody came together. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> I don't hear I that very young, often. Yeah, I have two younger brothers, and I think my parents figured it would be best for them to continue their education in the States as well. Okay. I can get down with that. That's cool. And so uh, so the whole family moved. That's that's really cool. I like that. That, that yeah. probably made it easier, like more comfortable for you, right, as you were going through uh, school. Was, I, had, I had to both, like, it's good and bad you know at the same time like good yes family's there mm -hmm. food i got a roof over my head bad because i can't do whatever i've been seeing on tv <laughs> you don't get to party <laughs> well i mean luckily you went to a school that focuses right like you that, that wasn't a big part of the of the uh what's the, the right word of the atmosphere or the you know the culture there that's what i'm looking for 
<laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, so plus or minus, I did really good in school. I graduated. I got valedictorian or mm. whatever honors and whatever. Nice. But the downside is I'm just a weird, quiet kid who don't know how to, how to interact with people. <laughs> so, I don't know about that. Now, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm better now. Right. My yeah. wife tells me that. So yeah. I met my wife at Fosair. <laughs> you did? Like she was going to school yeah. too? But the, she tells she tells me this where she no she's not around. <laughs> but um, even doing full sale, when I graduated, I was hired on as a lab instructor, and I was okay. in the labs helping whatever. She tells me she would come by every now and then and poke me on the shoulder and talk to me. I'm like, I do not remember none of this. Really? <laughs> I do not remember none of this. So, you know, uh, long story short. Uh, she got me to go out because I think pizza was involved. <laughs> she lured That's you with food? <laughs> food? Food and anime. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> lured with food and anime. That's going to go into the, the notes of the show, just so you know. <laughs> no, that's great. So was was she also in art? Or like what, what degree did she yeah. take? She wanted to, she did the computer animation okay. route. Um, I think at the time, I think they've, when she went through, they had some, they actually did have like 2D classes. Mm. And I think that's what she really wanted to do. Like okay. concept art and traditional animation and such. Yeah. Okay. That's a good foundation, right? Like for, for the rest of the stuff too. That's interesting. Yeah, but, um, but I think it was also doing her class that they did like the group project or something for mm. the demo reel. And that was pretty bad that seems weird to me like a group project as an artist like or or as a group of just artists that seems a little odd to me yeah yeah i think uh, she keeps saying that's um her class was unfortunately like the test the guinea pigs <laughs> oh okay <laughs> so i don't think full sales doing that anymore gotcha that makes sense <laughs> all right so so you, that, that's really interesting. How long were you a lab instructor? I want to say five to six months. Oh, okay. And during that time, I was still looking for um, maybe, maybe shorter. At, you know, at that time, I'm still looking, sending out resumes. But the only reason why I left Full Sail is because I was fired. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> let, let, let's hear more about that all right wait wait this requires a shot <laughs> no it's nothing not bad it's just so as you know you go through the curriculum with your fellow classmates mm -hmm. you make friends you have you know a certain friend circle and such since i graduated I got hired on pretty quickly as a lab instructor and one of the rules now as a teacher, you cannot fraternize with students. Right. Oh, a lot yeah, of, yeah, a yeah. lot of my friends are still in the class and stuff. Mm -hmm. So un, unbeknownst to me, or I don't think too much about it. Um, we had, um, uh, uh, you know, let your hair down event. All the lab instructors can come to these events. I'm like, all right, an event's happening. Let's go, everybody. Everybody, all my friends, whom's of which are still students. And you can see where that kind of went from there. Yeah, that's going to get you in trouble. So I got in trouble. 
I think this wasn't the first time, so I don't know. Hmm. So. I mean, as, I get it. I get it. It's, I get it. It's uh, it's you know, it's it may it makes sense as a rule for sure, right? Like for sure. But at the same time, there I think there's sometimes circumstances where it, it shouldn't be as big of a deal. But true. But again, like you know, I've this isn't the first time it's been brought up to me. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I'm trying to throw you a bone here, and you. <laughs> no, no. It's, in hindsight, uh, I still think that was a one of the better decisions that happened. What better event that happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> Only because it. You know, this stories and I mean, some of my existing friends now who went to full sale, did the lab instructor route, and they're still they're still at full sale now as a lab instructor. So, yeah, you have this continuous job or, you know, get fired, go see the world, get level up in different areas and such. So, yes, you know, I, so let's talk about that a little bit, because uh I had a similar scenario as I was finishing up school and I basically was, I had a lab instructor position offered to me and, and I was going to take it, but then I ended up finding an industry position. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I, I have to do this. Like I, I have to go take this industry position and I, I I'm going to be, I'm just going to be completely frank here. I think lab instructor positions are great. It's a really great way for, students that are clearly good at doing the kind of things that they're being taught and to help others do it, right? I think that's great, but I think it's also easy to get complacent. And if you're there to be in the industry, you need to go be in the industry, right? Use that opportunity and that time to like stabilize yourself, build your skills. Teaching is a great way to- portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Teaching is a great, you know, helping others is a great way to kind of build your own skill set, right? Because, you know, it helps reinforce what you know. Man, you've got to keep that mentality of like, I'm here because I want to to go do this thing. I didn't come here because I wanted to teach others to do it, right? And so, like, I think early in your career, that can be a, a difficult balance when you take a, a role like a lab instructor where you're like, you know what? I'm fine. Things are good. You got to be careful with that. I think that I was, I was kind of, you know, feeling a little bit like that. You know, all right, complacent. This is cool. This is easy. I could work on my own stuff, answer a question every now and then, and rinse and repeat yeah so i i don't know i look at everything good or bad as a good thing i guess yeah there's definitely something to be learned and and experiences like that are always good i are you the kind of person that you you might have hung out there longer than you should have if you had kept that opportunity or are you someone who's like because i could see myself doing that which is why i asked the question where i'm like if it's comfortable like that it's hard to leave you know what i mean it can be. Yeah. If if so, I would have probably lasted maybe two years max. Okay. Only because based on my current trajectory on LinkedIn, I'm like every two years of hopping <laughs> ship anyway. So I would have gotten bored one way or another. <laughs> I get so. that too. <laughs> oh, man. Two years early in my career would have been a long time somewhere. I'm just saying. Like the, My first few jobs did not last very long. I have to remind myself on LinkedIn right now, but um, my <laughs> current goal is to at least break, <laughs> break the three three year mark. Have you not been somewhere over three years? No, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> so, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because this one thing you have to understand about this industry, everyone, is 
the way that you actually move up most of the time is by going somewhere else. Right. Exactly it, it, true. It truly is. And especially early in my career, I did early in my career. I did not leave jobs for new ones. I lost jobs and got new ones. But each time I did, I ended up making more money and having a better position every single time. Right. Yep, and same. That's same. the way this industry works, especially early in your career. And it's, it's sad, but true. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. That's pretty much my career right there. Whenever I made a, a new, um, career jump, uh, a company change, mm -hmm. pop ship, there's like, oh, extra 20 K, uh, more stuff. Oh, your title's grown. All right. All right. Cool. Right. But that, yes. And, and the thing that's really sad, uh, my, okay. Let me preface this with my experience has been, and the thing that I've seen and I believe to be true is that most companies don't like they don't promote their people often enough and they don't pay, they don't increase their pay well enough. Right. Like it's, it, there's a bit of a mentality of like, we have someone, they're doing a good job. Let's, you know, we're not as worried about keeping them happy as we are bringing in new people and making sure the people that are unhappy become happy. And so you get in a position where a company like has, they have to focus the resources, right? And those resources don't get focused on the guy who's there and doing a great job most of the time. Now I say that as I, I, I think that's that, that has been true throughout my career. At least what I've seen might been my experience. I will say that's not true where I am now for sure. Uh, but like it, it sucks because it's like, it's hard to just like, I'm going to be a company man and, and continue to grow my career here because it's often not where resources are put. I mean, like recently, I think Microsoft said they were doing a new whatever program to kind of help retain their current employees by paying them a lot more. <laughs> that's a good way so to that, do it. That's, that's one yeah. way. So. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really interesting. Just just kind of the way there's there's so little like standard in our industry as far as like what a position should be paid um, you know, like each company kind of has their own pay scale and their own kind of, they value certain things differently. It's, it's really, it's, it can be really frustrating as an, as someone who's looking for employment to f kind of find the right fit sometimes. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Like, again, like, like you said, every company has their own set of, they have a different scale. Yeah. Like I was looking at Facebook at one point compared to what I'm making now, Facebook pays a lot more. But my title would be a lot lower. I'm right. Like, how does, okay. How does that work? <laughs> and and sometimes that's like that's the interesting thing. Uh, there, there there's kind of your your personal situation, right? Which is separate from your your outward representation, right? Because ultimately, the title itself doesn't matter too much, except when other people are looking at it or when other companies are looking at it, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, when you're in a job, what matters is how much am I making and what is my responsibility and how much autonomy do I have, right? Like those are the things that you care about, you know, when you're in a role, then when you go to, to leave that role to look for another one, then you're like, oh, is the rest of the industry going to understand how important my position was because of my title? They're only going to see my title. You know, so like it becomes an interesting kind of balance of that, you know, figuring that out at times. I had um, many friends who were um, 
like I was like a regular environment artist at one point. Um, me and a lot of fr- my other friends were also in, just environment artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one friend, he's like, he's a senior. I'm like, how do you become a senior? He's like, I just gave myself the title. And then they hired me as a senior. So <laughs> I'm like, what? Sometimes so that, think, that happens. So, yeah, I mean, if you've been in a spot long enough, you could be considered a senior. And if they don't give you the title, you give it yourself. So when the next person hires you on, they see you as a senior. And, yeah. they, you know, it's like, what is it? It's like that, Um, I don't know how the saying goes, but, you know, like the first first impression or whatever makes oh are we taking a shot um kind of like i am um... (laughs) oh that was my third (laughs) the first first impressions i guess first impressions are super important right so i guess in the sense like if you under the impression that i'm a senior you will be treated and paid as a senior (laughs) And it's as simple as yeah. that in a sense. It can be, right? I mean, sometimes you want to see, you know, the the uh, backing it up, right? I want to see, like, that you've been at a position for a while. I want to see that senior title make sense on your resume. You know, like, those those things definitely happen. And if I'm asking you, you have senior on your resume, the, the questions I'm going to ask you are going to be much more sophisticated, right? And more complicated because as senior, I would expect you to be someone who can handle bigger problems right and and on your own you know and so like i think i think it can be easy to understand if someone's truly senior if you inter- interview them properly mm-hmm. uh but you know but i'm gonna look at your resume quicker if i see senior on it right so it gets yeah, interesting i have another friend he's um he's a lead right now at high res and he was my student back in full seven days, and I know his work ethic is what he knows and doesn't know. But <laughs> he has a personality to – he knows the – he has a personality. He has the lingo to – he could talk to talk. And when they put him on a certain project, he can pick things up, like, super quickly. So if you don't know that he doesn't know that stuff beforehand, you won't think otherwise. He's just, right. He, he just uh, he can just adapt that quickly and knows what he's talking about and you know essentially prove it even though he hasn't done it in the past so <laughs> right so that's an interesting thing though like as an instructor or as a lab instructor seeing seeing someone's work ethic as a student I think can be a little bit different as what they're capable of when they're when they're out in the industry or you know on their own so that that's an interesting thing to me because you you had a, you have an impression of this person right like you you saw kind of how they handled this, but do you also kind of keep in the back of your mind like there's there's been an opportunity for growth here over time, like and do you have to kind of get to know them again, reevaluate what they're capable of at that point? I mean, I, in a sense, like you know. In- if it was back in Fosser, like, I know what you're about. You, you know, just all talk. Now, since, you know, you're doing your own thing, you may be part ways for a while. You say hi every now and then. You don't know what the other person has gone through or how much how much have they've powered leveled, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, whenever I talk <laughs> to my buddy now, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So you must clearly know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, because I can't, I can't keep up. I don't know what you do anymore. It's 
above what I know. So that's that cool. Sense, that has that to be sense. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I really, really look forward to the day that I feel like one of the people that I taught has completely surpassed me. Like I, I I'm excited for that day because I hope that that becomes a day that I can learn from the person that I used to teach. And I'm, I'm look I'm yeah. waiting for it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll probably be a little while, but that's something that I, like, I feel like there's there's the the potential of having the attitude of like I'm always going to be the teacher to that person, right? But that is definitely not the case. And I think as someone who ever teaches, mentors, whatever that is, you have to understand that there's a chance that the person you're helping is eventually going to be way better at what you're doing than you are. Yeah, like that goes back to like the whole uh, approaching it in a humble manner, in a sense. So, yeah, I know. I'm no, I'm not the best, but also, you know, I'm capable and I know I'm not the best because there's always somebody out there who's going to be better at what you do. Oh yeah. So, and I, I, I try to keep the mentality of, I'm probably not the smartest person in the room at any time. You know what I mean? Like there's probably someone in here that knows more about whatever we're talking about than I do. I'm going to give my opinion, but I'm not going to assume it's the best one. Yeah, I think if you know that you're not the smartest, that in itself is already a plus because there's some people I've met in my career who like think they're the best and this is the way I'm like, it's just really not, it's not the way. <laughs> but they, you know, it's, they get, the, you know, they get, they're full of themselves in a sense. So I'm like, eh. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I totally you, you get that. You can't grow if you think you're the best, so. That is true. That is true. I, I always assume there's someone better than me, and I'm certain of it. I'm certain there's someone that's better than me in every aspect, probably on the team that I'm working on at all times, right? But it's not my goal to be the best. It's my goal to make the best decision every day, right? To do the best work that I can every day. Yeah, and you're like, how can you be the best with how fast, you know, new tech and stuff is coming out and different ways of doing things? How are you going to keep on top of everything? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and to touch back on full cell a little bit, to me, the thing that I, that I always say, I always credit full cell for is I learned how to learn. Like in this industry, you're constantly going to be learning new things and the, the pace and the kind of the urgency that we learn how to absorb new knowledge while we're there, I think really kind of catapulted me in a way where when new things are happening, I know how to adapt quickly. I know how to pick up that new knowledge. I know how to kind of adjust to whatever is happening. And that's, that's been super valuable for me, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's how I ended up in Wolfenstein. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, one of my, um, my lead was like, oh, have you done cinematic lighting before? Yeah, I've done it before. I haven't done it before. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've done lighting, but not in a cinematic fashion. But how hard can it be? It turned out it was a lot easier, so. <laughs> but knowing what I knew and know when to kind of say yes, I guess yeah. that's also part of, you know. Man, that that is, okay, I want to I talk about that a little bit because this industry is, is a place where you get better positions or you move up by proving you're, by proving you're already ready to do the next thing, right? So like, like for instance, when I was at EA, they had like a list of like, at this position, you should know these things and be able to accomplish these things at this position. You should now be able to do these things or whatever. 
but it was it was rarely a case of where you're like, hey, we think you're capable of that thing, so we're going to move you into that position. It was, no, I've proven to you I'm already working at that higher level, so I should be moving into that position. And so a lot of times it's like, hey, we need somebody that's that can do this one thing. If you think you're capable of it, maybe even if you think you're not, but your experience is similar, you should raise your hand and be like, yep, I can take that. I can do that. I know how to do that. And then you learn how to do it. It's, it, you know, it, it works. It's great. It's both good. Like, you got to know when you could pull it off, but at the same time, know when to say no. Yes. Like, yes. Another, <laughs> I think it was a one of my teachers. I forget at what point of life but he's like oh never volunteer <laughs> that, that was his comments like just just never volunteer because that could mean a whole lot of work that you weren't ready for or wasn't expecting yeah yeah if you're not at least like if you can't understand the 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 magnitude of the work you probably shouldn't raise your hand for it You know what's hilarious to me? We are halfway through this, and we haven't got past full cell yet. So, so I was right. We're definitely gonna have to have you back on. I, I'm already, I'm already saying that. But we, we have so much stuff to talk about still. Okay, so I want to talk about like you were a lab instructor. You, you had this, you had this point where you now had to not be a lab instructor. So at that point, did you have any feelers out already? Or was it like, oh, I don't have that job now. I must find something. And what what did you do at that point? I think at that point, you know, thanks that my family was with me. So I just, you know, uh, essentially went to her hermit mode, I guess. Just like, all right, let me work on my portfolio. Okay. But also like going back a bit, like in, you know, I met friends with Fosair. So just so happened one of my friends she got a job at a, a company within orlando and that company was looking ah. and she reached out to me saying hey was i looking was i interested i'm like yes <laughs> let's do it oh, man that's, i, I love that yeah. so much <laughs> like pe people often don't understand how important networking is i i preach it so much so much it, it's so important just literally what you just described happens to me so many times where I'm like, the position is available. I know, I know hundreds of people right throughout my career, but when I know someone has talked to me and said, Hey, I'm on the look, or I've been considering a new position or, you know, that kind of stuff. As soon as I see that, I know who to reach out to. Like those connections are so important. So important. It really is. So, so yeah, my, I had, I had very few of small like friend group, but you know, that they still they still counted. Yeah, that's how I landed at a uh, what is it, Rockwell Collins. Okay. I've, like I've never heard of them. I don't know what they do. Well, I do you know they do a uh, military simulation? So I'm like, I don't know what that is. Can I do it? Yeah. And she explained this essentially, just making a catalog of military equipment for the military to use in simulation like modeling all right cool exactly what you wanted to do like <laughs> that I, i'll say again i've said this many times but military simula any simulation in general is a really good kind of parallel path to game development it's the same tools same processes same skills and and the experience translates 
right? So like if, if, if you do some sim stuff and then a game job comes, they can look at that and be like, oh, you're doing the things that, that we're trying to do. It's just for a different market. Pretty much. Like even doing, this was in 2009, um, there was other, like that was the first time being ex exposed to like that, um, that type of industry. Yeah. But Orlando is, Orlando is pretty big in military sim stuff. Um, Abs there's yeah, a lot of point, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, at one point I was seeing what else was in that area, and another company down the street from Rockwell was doing like, um, you know, simulation for the Boeing or whatever. But they were using CryEngine. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, so it's not only proprietary stuff, but they are some of them is actually using you know off the shelf game engines. I'd say to now it's even more the case, it, right? Like yep. especially with Unreal and Unity, like there's that who. Why would you not use two, like, they're both incredibly full-featured and, like, industry-ready tools? Why, why would you not do that? Why would you try to build your own if you're, if you're not, like, a AAA-style a developer? Yeah, right. So, so what kind of, so your, your friend introduced you to the job. You come in. Uh, I'm curious, first of all, was was the was the offer for you was it something that was was a decent offer was or was it more like a i need something i want to do the work i'm going to take a shot here it was i needed a job that came that became available i'm like all right it's modeling something i can do let's do it <laughs> nice so at that point you weren't really super considered with how much it paid or because you had your ha your family there, right? Like you, you, you had a good situation to kind of like get your foot in the door, whatever it took. That was pretty much a take whatever you offer type of situation. Cause I didn't, you know, I was, I didn't need, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, um, you know, rent or nothing to pay essentially. Cause thanks parents. But yeah, <laughs> at the same time, it was still enough. So I'm like, you know, I gave my parents, you know, a rent essentially. Just to help them out. Okay. But um Yeah, nice. it was it was it was a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got your foot in the door. Now that's uh so how long were you at that position? About two years. Oh, two okay. years, three months. That that's a pretty significant amount of time. So were you during that time, were you uh was it multiple projects? Were you on one big thing for the long time? Like what was kind of the flow? It was like one big thing. Oh, like, okay. I think that project was pretty much make a catalog of, um, I guess now would be considered digital twin kind of stuff. Okay. So if this tank, uh, I don't know, like a CH-47 Chinook, they're like, all right, here's a, here's a one of them whirly birds. Model it. Next one. Model it. Next one. And just keep uh, on for two years. Crank it out assets. That's great. That's that's a great kind of skill set builder too. It, it was good. It was good to hone what I what I knew and learn a little extra. Uh, it was funny because my title was synthetic database engineer. Synthetic database. What what does that mean? Synthetic. Like what 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 do you mean by that? Like it's fake. It's, sure. It sure. It's fake, sure. Right? But so but do you mean? It's, it's a motto. <laughs> It's, it's just a model. It's a modeling. You are a modeler. Gotcha. Okay. 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 I got you. Got you. I'm with you. <laughs> so that goes back to like, you know, the military have different acronyms and stuff for different stuff. So it just sounded overly complicated than what it 
was essentially. I see. Gotcha. All right. Interesting. So one of the things, so we get a lot of people that, that are either coming up on graduation or wondering, what am I going to do when I graduate? You know, that kind of thing. Talk to me a little bit about entering the simulation field as your first job. Did it feel like games? Like as far as like the work you were doing, like, like your, I assume your skill set was, was exactly translated, right? Like you're doing the same kind of stuff, right? It is. It's, and you know, you know, they teach you the basics. This, you know, this is a polygon. This is a texture. It's pretty much mapping what you know onto a different program. So it's modeling. What is it? It changed names a few times, but it's called like Presages Creator. Mm -hmm. It's just a 3D editor. Oh, so you had like a specific editor that you were working in. Yeah, yeah. So it, it existed. Um, I think I convinced him to use my at some point. Oh. I can't remember. My my mind is foggy. Uh, Presages Creator. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it's just an editor. So okay, and uh, we had Photoshop, so that's how we did textures and pump out assets. Same workflow, <laughs> right? Like the literally it's, the same workflow. It's the same workflow, and I guess it is games to an extent because it's a simulation. Right. It needs to be ran on multiple computers, so it has to be real time. Mm -hmm. So it has to be optimized. So game game principles to kind of apply. You know? Yeah. Don't. Don't use any unnecessary polygons. Have clean UV maps, textures, and yeah. Now that that um, totally makes sense. Like it's, and that's the thing I try to tell people is it's the same skill set. You if you're doing sim, you're you're building the same skill set you would use anywhere else in the games industry. Um, don't mind me. I'm gonna wander off screen because I think my dog is getting into something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I get yeah. that for sure too. Yeah. So yeah, I have a eighty pound, eighty pound uh, mutt mix, pretty much. So he could get into everything. <laughs> I'm a big dog person, as you can tell by having a, a dog cam on my stream. So you know, eventually yeah, I'll have a second cam because I have a corgi that just turned one, and she's uh she's almost ready to also have her own camera. So we'll get there eventually soon too. <laughs> What what breed is the big one? He's a Great Dane. He's a oh, he's a big, big boy. boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's on camera now, asleep. He's always asleep. It feels like. <laughs> what are you? Uh, <laughs> what what's going on over there? Are you uh, are you removing a dog from a situation? Uh, I'm just hearing a bunch of noise in the distance. Like uh, I have a. <laughs> trash can and then right next to it is like um a crate where i keep my recycle recyclables in mm -hmm. so um he can reach two yeah he can reach both of those bins pretty much <laughs> oh, and while I'm, at it, I'm making sure the small one is okay because you know he's, <laughs> he's small but he's also crafty but um but yeah, so Rockwell, that lasted a bit. And I think at one point I'm like, I really want to do games. So Yeah, that's the bit I was curious about. What what kind of so that was kind of the deciding factor for you? You just 
were like, you know what, this isn't fulfilling me enough, and I want to move into like true game stuff. That's I think that's pretty much it. Like I think after a year and a half, I'm like this. I mean, it's good and it's fairly stable. I mean, it's like I think I have um I still have friends working there right now still, but um stable, but it's not what I wanted. So essentially, I took the first thing that, you know, the first job that offered me that was in the game. So were you actively looking at this point? Like, did you seek out and find it or did someone reach out to you? I think I actually used, um, because, you know, Fulso have that, um, uh, like, placement kind career of. Career development, so, yeah. Yeah, career development placement. Yeah. I would always reach out to them, and this one, one listing was like, oh, startup studio mobile games ah. uh, uh, got redmond washington i'm like all right let's do it <laughs> ah all right man washington is, is a place that i am like it is my top if i leave orlando it will probably be to move to washington somewhere i want to live in the mountains in a cabin and have like skiing and ocean at my like i want both and that seems like the place to do it <laughs> there is a lot of mountains out there <laughs> i'm looking forward to it someday it's gonna happen it's gonna happen someday like like any place just you know visit a few days to get a feel for it before yeah <laughs> yeah of course absolutely this was, this was like a blind jump for me i'm like washington yeah. sure why not <laughs> you know that for that first game industry job i always tell people go wherever the work is like you should not restrict where you're looking anywhere in the country like you should be willing to go anywhere and whatever works out do it like you can always move later you will move later like you will leave that company like the odds are 99 percent so just if, do yeah. whatever makes sense, right? If you have the opportunity and if you're able to, especially earlier on, I would just 100% take it. Yeah, absolutely. Once you hit, well, at least for me, like once I pass 30, the 30s, I'm like, I don't want to move anymore. <laughs> I love the chat now is like throwing their exceptions in. They're like, no Jersey, no Ohio. <laughs> uh, Washington gets a yes. <laughs> No, no Jersey or Ohio. I love it. <laughs> I funny, jeez, I don't know. I was born in Jersey. I think I was in Jersey for maybe two, three years. But I don't remember nothing about Jersey, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before, before we dig into that first job, I want to ask you a few questions that I call the dev round. These are a series okay. of questions that I ask everybody. And I'm curious to hear what your answers are. You ready for this? All right. all right, let's go. All right. What is your favorite game of all time and why? Uh, Crash Bandicoot. The original? Two. Oh, two. Okay. Original. PS1. Why? I think growing up in the Nintendo and Sega era, yes, I like the Super Mario's. Um, Sonic was another good one. I just like platforms. Okay. And I think Crash was like kind of my first 3D platformer. And I'm like, yes, this is this is like peak platforming right here. All right. That that so I makes think I sense. mentioned it earlier in the in the in the chat chat, but like Crash Bandicoot, Final Fantasy IX was like my 
you know, my first uh, RPG, essentially. I that love was, Nine. That stuck with me. I love Nine so much. Yeah. So, yes. Crash Bandicoot. All right. All right. All right. Next question. When did you first feel like you had made it in game development? You could bungee. What else can I say? Yeah. All right. That works. And that was that bit of like, because you got to work for your dream studio, right? Yep. Uh, something I did as a child. I'm like, oh, it would be cool to work for Bungie. I found a fan, uh, what is it, Square Soft at the time. I'm like, that would have been sweet, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I don't know Japanese or not like that. Same. And from what I knew at the time, <laughs> it's mostly you had to work in, you know, Japanese to work on like a legit, you know, first party title. I think that's still mostly true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All but, right. You know, I'm, I'm more of a platformer fan, so. Okay. Crash Bandicoot was the, it, that one. That totally makes sense. All right. What is your passion in game development? What do you What do you care the most about specifically? I, I think my favoriteness would be the problem solving. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So I think that's kind of how it contributes where I'm at now. In addition to, you know, if I haven't mentioned it, like I'm trying to make my my own game with my wife. Oh, you are? Concept. Yes. She's a concept artist, art director, and I'm doing everything else. <laughs> All right. But because of that, again, like back in my career, and like I like touching everything. Like, ooh, how does this work? Let me learn about it. Let mm. me implement it. All right, next. <laughs> Interesting. So, All right. That's good to know. That's going to bring up more questions later. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who's looking for their first job in the industry? Uh, something more const- constructive than get good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get good. At least show that you can do what you're trying to, you know, get into. Okay. If I say I wanna, um, I wanna become a game designer, right? I wanna be an animator. Do you have anything in portfolio or YouTube or anywhere that demonstrate what you're saying, what you're wanting is what you can do? Yeah, that makes sense. So, I guess for me, like, uh. Oh, I guess another whole thing about this this industry is art tests, which yeah. is annoying at this point for me. I guess anybody <laughs> who's been doing it long enough, it's annoying. But yeah. if you're earlier on the entry, <laughs> you're going to be doing a lot of art tests. You are. And sometimes later on, you know, and it, as you've been doing it long enough, you do get a little annoyed. You're like, do I really need to prove this, you know, again? But, but at the same time, the people at that company don't know your work. They don't know what you're capable of. Like, I I think it's an interesting opportunity to, you know, spark conversations and make sure that there's a good fit. And that's why if I'm asked to do one, I do it right. Because I think that like, at the very least, I want to fit into their process. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's at some point you kind of like, do I really need to do that? Like I've been doing it for 20 years. Like go look at all the stuff I've worked on. Right, like I could see if your if your resume have like you know one item on it, and it's when you did like you know a cashier at some job. I'm like, that's not related. So here's an art test. Yeah, that I can see. Right, 
But if you have like mine or your resume with lists of, you know, years of experience and ship titles. Yeah. Am I going to give you another? Oh, you want to take a design <laughs> art test? Yep. Like, you know, in some cases it can be a little insulting, but you know, for the right. most part, I try to be like, you know what? It's part of their process. I'll let it go. You know? Yeah. I mean, if it's nothing you can't gather from my existing, you know, resume or LinkedIn or YouTube or anything, then I'll consider it like, uh, I guess like what I'm doing now, I kind of got out of it, but you know, I'm a technical artist now. Do I know how to program? No. Right. <laughs> Asterisk. Yeah. So, you know, like, like now I know enough to get by, but if you would give me like a C-sharp test initially to get into it, I'm like, I could, right. <laughs> I yeah. could tell you a lot of wrong stuff, but. <laughs> I'd be the same. It's really funny because I, I do not consider myself a programmer, but all of my friends say I'm a way better programmer than, than I admit to be. And I, and I'll figure it out. But man, if you just set me down with a basic coding test, I'd be like, I, I, I'm, I, I don't like, this isn't what I do, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. You would ask about Houdini because I'm learning Houdini right now. Like, like that's, uh, like I'm, I'm using Houdini a lot. <laughs> that would be a good one to learn. Cause I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of studios is picking it up. I think, um, the last guerrilla games, they've like relied heavily on Houdini for, um, uh, Horizon Dawn. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty powerful. Houdini is ridiculously it, versatile <laughs> and powerful. Everyone should learn Houdini if you can, for sure. It uh, goes back to like, you know, um, I think you touched base on it. Like if uh, you, you learn, you pretty much learn how you can learn, right? Mm -hmm. So what I've done, what I've known, all the programs I've touched, proprietary programs, you tell me to learn Houdini, I'm like, all right, let's learn it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I guess the most recent thing for me was C Sharp. I didn't know C Sharp maybe three months ago. Yeah. So now I know enough to get around, like, especially for all my previous stuff, stuff in Blueprint. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much Blueprint minus the visuals. Yeah, so. it is. You're right. <laughs> it's, you know, if you do, if, you know, you do enough of one thing, you could see how it can apply to others. And I think knowing that and it's how, how and when to apply things to another kind of, you know, connect the dots. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny too, like throughout my career watching like tools and processes kind of like become standards. You know, I talked to a lot of people who, who like talk about blender, you know, as being something that they use on the art side. And I'm like, I, I never even heard, like I've never used it, heard of it. Like, and now everybody's using it. Like it, that stuff happens all the time. It seems. It's, I've seen so much good stuff out of blender. Yeah. And I don't know Blender. I haven't had a need to learn it yet. Mm. But if I went and if I have to, I mean, I'm sure I could pick it up. Right. Like any other program. Exactly. So. Yeah. And, th and that, that literally is the point, right? Like it's the thing I try to tell people, especially when you're talking about proprietary tools or something you haven't used before. It's like, if it's, if, if you're doing the same kind of job, then that tool does the thing that you need. It's just about learning how do I do the thing I know how to do in this new tool? And you usually can pick that up pretty quickly because you know, like what you want to accomplish. It's just a matter of like, how do I do it here? And that usually doesn't take very long. Like, um, currently one of my current tasks is, um, recreate this, um, 
uh, we have LIDAR, LIDAR da data. We get some really bad photogrammetry stuff. Mm -hmm. Recreate this. I'm like, um, someone has started a process with static mesh. I'm like, can we use terrain instead? Since it's a wide, you know, it's a big, it's a big environment. I think terrain could be better. So now, can you can you take your knowledge, use a terrain, the terrain system, to do something that a static mesh is doing now? I think it's possible, and that's literally what I'm doing before <laughs> this call started. So <laughs> nice, and it's working so far. It's working. So I'm like, all right, I knew, I know all these bits. Let me put what I know, kind of prove the technology works, and that'll make everybody's lives a lot easier in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It's I always tell people don't don't get early in your career or as you're learning the things you want to learn for this industry, learn something very well. Because like the more you know about one editor or one tool set, that that knowledge is going to translate. It'll be done differently potentially in another proprietary engine or like I know how to do all this stuff in Unity. And then it's about, okay, now I, I need to know how to do it in Unreal or whatever. Like it's, you know, how, you know what you want to accomplish and how it's just a matter of like that, that translation of syntax almost like that's, that's a way easier problem to solve than be like, oh, I know all these editors a little bit and then, but I don't know how to do anything very well. So dig into something deeper. Yes. This is definitely a big dog. Uh, my dog is way taller than me. He stands up at about six foot six and I'm, I'm five, nine. So he, he's a much bigger being than I am for sure. <laughs> I've never heard of Vex before. Vex is that, Oh, that that's a, uh, that's know, in Houdini, right? I know Vex is an enemy race in destiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, next question. I got three more. You ready? Ready. If you were born in the year 1870, what do you think you would have done as a career? Fisherman. Fisherman? That was a quick answer. Why do you say that? That's my fallback answer to um, if I quit this industry now, I want to be become a fisherman or aquaponics farmer or something like that. What, and why is that? Like, what? Uh, what is that something you've always enjoyed? I think I just like the ocean. I okay. Up, I'm a I'm an islander at heart, so okay. I just like the ocean, and I like fish, so I'm like I, I can see myself doing becoming a fisherman. Okay, that's a uh, you got some conviction behind that answer. I like that. <laughs> it's you know you do anything long enough, you kind of think of ways or you know ways out of it, or oh if this explodes now, I just want to become a simple farmer. <laughs> All right, the simpler life. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. What about if you were born in 2070? What do you think you would be doing? Uh, let me see. My current skill set. I would Rob. say look less at your skill set and more at what you think you're built to do. Like, what do you think you're naturally would be good at? Since it's like solving problems, I could probably fix somebody's crappy AI prompt. <laughs> but you'd be a problem solver, right? That's what it sounds I'd like. I'd be a problem solver. Yeah. So, oh, the server's down. I'm like, all right, let me 
like smack over a wrench or something. And yeah, right. I'm with you. Uh, it, I love how often you've said the term problem solver because I say it so much. That's what I am. Like if there are not problems to solve, I'm not feeling fulfilled. So I totally get that. All right. Last question. Who would you recommend that I ask to come on the show that hasn't been on here already? Um, my circle of friends have gotten smaller mm -hmm. these, these coming years, but, uh, uh, uh I want to, da, 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 I'll do a shout out for Andy Xiao. Andy, spell that last name for me. X I A O. Okay. Um, I met him during bungee, my bungee time. And okay. He was part of my circle. What uh, what what kind of position does he normally have? What what is he? So he is ridiculous. So he started as a, I guess, a generalist from Sucker Punch. Okay. He did modeling. Uh, he worked on a, f I think, uh, the first or second, um, Infamous series. Oh, okay. Actually, before that, he was on Halo, like OG Halo. Um, essentially, he was a journalist, journalist at in the beginning, VFX doing um a bungee time at um Destiny, and I actually got him hired at Unity as well. Oh, so he's working with you <laughs> so again? He's working with me again, which is that's another thing. Like a lot of previous friends I ran into and stuff, I, I would you see them again somewhere throughout your career. Oh. Man, you you are you are touching on so many things that I preach all the time. This industry is so damn small. Like there are people that I've worked with at three different companies throughout my career just because I know someone that like we've got a position and I know someone that's good at that thing, bring them in. You know, it happens all the time. Networking is so important. But yeah, um Andy right now, he's doing like a he's like if I think I'm a technical artist, he's like way above me already. He like he just hit the ground running with like programming and stuff. Okay. So he can like hella tech on now. So I'm like, how? You just like picked it up like a month or two ago or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> no, he's ridiculous. He has a lot to say. He has a lot of stories. He's he's just. I think he would be a interesting person to talk to. I love sure. it. I love it. After after this, uh, we will talk about one having you back on and when that's going to happen, and then I need you to connect me with Andy. That's awesome. I love it. It's going to be a three part series, right? Because I'm the third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, we haven't gotten past your full cell time barely. Like we got into one <laughs> one job, so like you could be a three time guest yourself. So we'll see. I mean, after Rockwell, <laughs> there is one, two, three, four. Five, and then now six not to mention about the side game i'm working on with my wife so yeah seven. plenty to talk about plenty to talk about <laughs> no i love it so so uh as you were were ending your time at rockwell what uh what how did how did you kind of start the process because you you know you decided you wanted to get back in the games what what was your first step to, to kind of move in that direction I think I was pretty much spamming the full sale career of the right, right. You did mention that, okay. And so, did so, you actually like? Is, was that a good connection for you, like talking to them to find something in the industry? I think so, only because you know, like I was super awkward back then. I 
don't want to talk to anybody. So if they could at least get me a a step in or like a you know initial hello, that's more than you know a good starting point, right? Yeah. So they kind of opened the door, and I guess it was up to me to do my best to convince them to hire me, essentially. Okay. So did they um, did they come to you with like, hey, here's positions that we're hearing about. We're going to put your name in for that. Is that kind of how that process went? I don't know how it is now, and I can't remember how it was then, but it's essentially like, all right, I'm, I'm looking. This is what I do. If there's anything that's, you know, any hits, let okay. me know. Here's a hit. You want to follow up? Yes. Chats and I was in Washington. <laughs> wow. All right. So, and and where did you go first in Washington? Uh, Redmond, Washington, a startup called Psychosis Studios. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> that name sounds familiar, though. What What did you go there to work on? Uh, it's a lot. It's essentially clones. We made iPhone clones. Oh, okay. Okay. So and you went was, to you went to do mobile. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was mobile. So um it was another full sailor. He graduated the programming side mm-hmm. of full sale. Game dev, yeah. Um he he or his family have the funding to kind of start a company and that's what he tried to do. I guess he reached out to Full Sail and Full Sail, you know, placement and all that stuff and hooked me. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm gonna have to I, that name is real for me. I feel like, I feel like I might know or have at least there's something about that, that that's ringing a bell. I'm going to have to look into that and figure out uh, the, the name, um, the CEO and my coworker, what his name was Jai Rang Wang, Rang Wangi. Okay. Jai Rang Wani. Yeah. So he started it and yeah, I guess he's uh, from the United Arab Emirates, mm-hmm. Dubai, essentially. So there's your funding right there. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was him, his other friend from Game Dev. Um, yeah, it was pretty much four programmers and me as the only artist. Since I kind of had like that generous, generous role, I could model, I could do animating i could do bad rigging i could do vfx so no like all right tired as one dude i guess that's a indie dev for you would come in and wear a bunch of hats <laughs> so what what did you come was there a specific like did you come in for a specific thing or was it like hey we do mobile games we've got a bunch of stuff going on come help us out with all of it that's pretty much that it was like super loose like looking back on it now like i wouldn't have taken it <laughs> really why, why do you say that just because of startup and how startups work, I guess. Uh, like now, if you see a startup, you know we want to see how if, if how much funding they got, how much you know backing yeah. and all this stuff. The you know development plan, I guess, roadmap, and all that stuff. There any plan for like growth and stuff like that? Yeah, and that's not a startup mentality, right? No, the startup mentality know, like, is much more of like we have big dreams and come work your ass off and, and help us realize those, that's, right? That's more, that's more bootstrap, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. So this is more like the, I guess, what you see in TV type of um, startup. It's like, yeah. I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Instead of, you know, the proper way of startup with get the funding, get all this planning, a lot of planning. Yeah. 
before you actually start up but big dreams small pockets things in the chat yeah that's yes that's it yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> well i always call it sweat equity right like when you when you join a, a, a you know a, a small team startup it's you're, you're putting in efforts that you hope will pay off later right and you're probably not sometimes you don't make anything or very little to kind of get started on something but i assume in this case this was more of a traditional position for you like there was salary involved in those kind of things to get you to move out there. Yeah. Yep. Here's a big wad of money from relocation. Oh my God. Here's a relocation fund. Here's a, your salary. Come work for us. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It goes back to like, you know, I don't have any prior, I guess, wisdom outside of that. Mm. I don't yeah. know what to expect. I just said, yes, let's do it. It's games. I'm in. You should. And, and getting that first job truly in the industry, I think is you, you got to do whatever makes the most sense, right? Like you got to figure something out. You got to, you got to get in your foot in the door is, is so important in this industry. If, if you feel like, like, at least I always felt like I was, I wasn't getting where at Rockwell. Mm. It was, yeah, it was steady. You have plenty of work, but it's the same work. Yeah. And the amount of, you know, vehicles that exist is a lot. I don't yeah. want to make all of that. <laughs> no, it's understandable. And I think sometimes figuring out, like, I'm not someone who can just churn the same thing over and over. I need new problems to solve. I need new, you know, things to, to kind of get into and kind of that excite me and do the same thing over and over every day, every week, every month that would have weighed on me very heavily. So it sounds like it's the same for you. It goes back to, I guess you said like, uh, ADHD or whatever. Yeah. As well. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of it for sure. I got to be excited so, about what I'm doing. Yeah, like, it has to be exciting sure. and it needs problem to be solved. Yep. And at Rockwell is the problem is we have a lot of stuff we have to make. I mean, that, that's not How a problem, solve? right? Like that's, that's right. just, the, that's just a churn at that point, you know, and the, not that that's necessarily a problem, right? Like having, having consistent work and, you know, that and, and being able to do it easily is good, but it's not stimulating the same, yeah, you know, part of your brain. It just wasn't for me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Some people really enjoy that, right? Like some people are much more comfortable in a scenario where they're like, the, the, the money is okay. I, I, I know what my work is every day. I can go in and just kind of clock in, clock out, do the thing I need to do and move on. That that's just not me. Right. That, I I don't excel in that environment. Yeah, like um I have friends who stood at Bungie. I'm like, you had the same job in the same game now for like the past decade now. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. Despite how even if you but I don't care who you are, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I'm with you. <laughs> so so you get to you're you're working on mobile stuff now, which is your first time doing that. Um, what was that like for you? Because mobile development is is very different than you know traditional AAA or or even you know sim type stuff. It was very different because it was mostly 2D, mm. and going back to like my 2D kind of sucks, but that's what I did. <laughs> no, what I did was model everything in 3D and just render it to a texture. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. 2D now. Yeah, so that, that was makes my sense. Workaround. <laughs> Whatever works it for made, you, right? It it made um uh, since it was two D and sprite based, uh, we were using um you know sprite sheets, flipbooks for animations. 
since I did everything in 3D, I could just bake that sequence out. It worked out. Uh, and any iteration, just hit rebake, it's done. You don't have to hand hand animate and draw every frame again. So. Yeah. Nice. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's cool though. Like you, you kind of just you used what you knew in the in your way to develop things and figure out a method that works. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you come in and like we do it this way, like this is how it must be done. But I think the the places at least that I've been, uh, I felt the best or you know kind of excelled is when it's like here's the problem. How are you going to solve it? Right. And then you kind of use your own expertise and method to, to kind of make that happen. So how long, how long were you there? Like how long did you work on this stuff? Uh, I'm trying to find it now. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> it was under a year, but only because we ran out of funding. Uh, okay. I think we had so much and if we didn't turn a profit, then he was going to get cut off. And then by extension, everybody gets laid off. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. That makes uh, sense. So I don't have it. I don't have it listed on my LinkedIn, but essentially once that company dissolved, I, <laughs> I couch surfed in California where I started some <laughs> film career. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Hold, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Short films, I should say. Okay. Hold on. Like we, we literally only have like five minutes left. So I feel like we should not jump into this yet because like suddenly you're in California, you're living on couches. Like I, th this sounds like, like a big story. So, <laughs> so, so let's not dig into that quite yet, <laughs> but we have a really good place to start next time yeah, so so i guess um as an overview you know i started i was born in jersey full zone florida no let me go back again born in jersey raised in puerto rico mm -hmm. full zone florida washington for the startup california back to washington georgia texas back to washington so all that's coming up eventually wow. that, that's pretty similar to my kind of move too yeah no i get it uh, coast coast. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Like we we've got like we have at least one more episode, so that that makes me happy. So, but but so be before we wrap up for today, though, um, I'm I'm guessing there's going to be people that will want to uh, to talk to you about uh, you know kind of what you've done. They may want to reach out to you, connect with you. Is there a way that you prefer to people reach out to you and talk to you? I guess I'm trying to get into that now. Another thing of what I want to do to better myself is talk to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I guess you could post somewhere on the list, the socials and whatnot. Yeah. I'll put that but, in the show uh, notes when, when I put yeah. the podcast up. So I guess I'm trying to start, um, or build my discord server. And I think that's the best way to reach me at the moment. Okay. So if you shoot me that link, I can get, or you can actually put a link in the chat now if you like as well. Uh, but, but we'll also get that into the show notes when the podcast goes live. Sure. Um, and you can always just reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, if it's more in a professional kind of setting or question related to industry, LinkedIn, um, Discord for whatever, and facebook i'm trying to get rid of so i wouldn't use that nice 
All right, I want to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. We have a question from a while back that I was kind of holding off on, but we're not going to get there yet. I don't want to lose it, but I'm going to ask you this question, and I want to see what you think. He said, I really wonder, can we see a system like Chaos and Nanite and more question pro builders bull part when we will see an official release? I don't know what half those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I, I mean, Pro Builder, that, but... like Unity bought Pro Builder at some point, right? Oh, we're talking about Unreal or Unity? <laughs> Unity. Did I say Unreal? Uh, I meant Unity. You, you, well, you said Nanite, and that was a Unreal specific thing. Oh, so um, I, I guess what they're asking is, will they see a system like so Chaos and Nanite in, in Pro Builder's bullpark? Um, so the thing about Unity, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people at Unity. There's a lot of different... Uh, silos i guess you could say there's a bunch of different teams working on a bunch of cool stuff a lot of that cool stuff i don't know about but other people say it's pretty cool i'm just trying to <laughs> make use of the engine <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i was hired on initially for the urp side of things essentially with my AAA background make something you know AAA quality with the urp pipeline so that was my original, Every... um, I guess, task okay. at Unity. Um, so now I'm a technical artist slash, um, I guess, helping clients in their Unity problems. And it's mostly revolving around shaders and optimization and how to get, you know, this things out of, you know, running out of memory. What can we do to help it? And profiler and this and that. And so that's what I'm doing now. That's my official job, I guess. Gotcha. That makes sense. But right. um, for cool tech and stuff, the last thing I've seen was f that fur, fur and strand kind of system. I think they showed a line demo. I think they recently released um, the enemies, which is like a, uh, the realistic human and like hair system or whatever. I think that's an, you can actually download that now as an executable and play around. Ah, but that's like more high end stuff that I haven't messed around with yet or know about. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people working on a lot of different things there and, uh, on, on multiple projects. That's something like, even like a simple, like a singular game or project can have a lot of people on it working on various things, but probably multiple projects, multiple, multiple teams, multiple divisions within those teams. There's a lot of stuff that you're not going to see. That's a lot, even like internal, like, you know, as a, I work for Unity, I want to see some of the stuff, right. like, no, <laughs> I'm NDA from certain projects within Unity. Oh, that's really? How, like, okay. Some stuff is, that's how some secret stuff is. I get that. Sometimes you have to be that way. Um, for the fear of, you know, information getting out of there, people talking about things that they're not intimately involved with. But, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, it doesn't make it fun though. When you're like, you want to find out about all the cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have hit time so uh you and i will talk about or talk after this about another time for you to join us but man this has been awesome like we we've touched we've barely touched your career but we've already <laughs> talked about some awesome stuff so we have plenty more to talk about and i'm looking forward to it but Don't for now good yeah yeah <laughs> But for now, I'm going to jump off of here and say my goodbyes and we'll connect and figure that out. But I appreciate you and uh, we'll see you again soon.
Yeah, it's been fun. I uh, look forward for more shots next time. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Adios. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications below so you'll know when new episodes are ready. If you're interested in the audio version of the podcast, I've got links for that in the show notes for you. And if you want to join us live and get your own questions answered, we're at twitch.tv forward slash Jameson Doral every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Have a good week and we'll see you soon. One time I was in a bar playtesting my game and someone was looking on my shoulder. He's like, that's a really cool game. What is that? I'm like, oh, cool, man. It's a game I made. Um, it's only 99 cents. He's like, oh, don't worry, bro. My phone's jailbroken. And I'm like, oh, hey, come on. Well, dude, that's my that's how I make a living. He's like, oh, oh, when you said you're a company, I thought the company you work for. I'm like, no, no, like I am. This is me. Like, I'm my to company. <laughs> so he actually like, you know, he had in good faith. He showed me he went to the real app store and actually. Oh, that's it. nice.